Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Harold and Turgid. Episode 2, A Bit of Out and In. Push it harder dear, it's a tight squeeze up here. I'm trying my best geese, it's been a while since. Tight? You're not joking, it's as tight as Mary's cervix at Christmas. Oh, oh stop me back, oh me back. I guess if it's tight, there'll be little use of the captain going down with the ship, will there? <laughs> what? I can't bleed near. I said, well done, dear. You're learning how to hold it in. I'm very impressed indeed. Words are your weapons, and one should only use profanity in the correct environment. We wouldn't want Theodore getting the wrong idea now, would we? No, man, Harold. It's me bleeding back. It's gone again. It's not been the same since Millie made me sleep on this bloody thing. And who the bleeding hell is Theodore? Yes, it is rather cumbersome, is it not? Well, once you've stopped wincing, we should try to push through. I mean, we are almost there after all. One last shove and it's all the way up. Why the hell isn't Theodore helping us with this? Surely he knows you better than I do and where to put this thing. I could really do with a hand here. Oh, no, 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 you're doing just fine, dear. You know what they say, so far, so good, get it? Anyways, that's a chaise lounge, not a sofa. Yeah, yeah, blooming hilarious, isn't it? Wait, wait, you're pushing too hard. Perhaps we need something to lubricate the sides. No, no, I think you might be stuck. It's okay. Pivot. I saw this on telly. You can't say that. What a bleeding hell not. Well, for one, Warner Brothers will slap a lawsuit on the right of this farce faster than Boris can zip wire his way into the foof of wife number four. Have you not seen the new talkie starring Huge Grunt as Boho? Four weddings and 128,000 funerals? Very funny, Harold. Now let's shift this bleeding sofa. Push, twist and lift, all right? Yeah, I thought you said you lived in a big manor next to a forest. Well, it's true. There are no porkies here, Mr. T. I pity the fool who doesn't agree. This is Manor Park, and Forest Gate is right next door. But if you want to go back to living under the bow flyover, like some windscreen-washing Bilbo Baggins bohemian, then please feel free to jam the sofa back down the staircase. I mean, chaise lounge. Uh, it's your bleeding sofa. Chaise lounge. Well, seeing as you won't share a bed, you'll need somewhere to sleep, won't you? So it's yours now. I said we could top and tail. I'm quite used to being top, but I'd clearly make an exception for you. Look, mate. It's as tight as cabin on the bleeding Titanic in that room of yours. And believe me, the only things that's going down on this ship is this can of red stripe, isn't it? Oh, fair enough. Theodore, you're back in. Daddy's home. Do you forgive me? I suppose that means you don't want a cup of Earl Grey, then. I was going to give you a finger, but they'd just be wasted on your palate. You what? My Viennese fingers. It's okay. Theodore appreciates my culinary joie de vivre. At this point in the show, Toadhead opens a can of lager. Psst. Has one changed his mind about the Earl? Now, nah, mate, look, I've come to say sorry, innit? I didn't mean to give you the ump. I'm just all a bit stressed and knackered, you know? Especially after the missus, or as I used to call the future ex-missus, which I thought was, sorry, bleeding hilarious at the time. Especially after she caught a case of the Camilla Syndrome. I don't quite follow. You know, the Camilla Syndrome. You install the new bird before the old one croaks it, innit? 
Her DMs were firmly wedged under my coffee table faster than you can say flat pack furniture. And I don't bloody well mean direct messages. I'm not talking Instagram. It was more like Instafam. She got preggers right sharpish. It was almost like she wanted to get it over and done with. And when she was up the spout, it's all I would hear. No, no, turgid. Hell, I'm the baby. Now I know it was all a sham. Not even a 69. Sorry, Harold, that was a bit niche, that one. No, 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 it's my fault. I should apologise. I was just getting overly keen. Theodore always tells me I come on a bit strong sometimes. But what would he know? He's only a stuffed animal. What? Like, taxidermy? Or is it uberdermy these days? <laughs> Give me a minute to dunk a knob, and I'll be calm enough to move forward then. Now look here, mate. I mean, really, how rude. But it is the closest thing I've had to a facial in years and the best I've had in a week. So I'll show imbibe your genealogy alongside my dunker and thrust towards the evening's entertainment in due course. At this point, Harold and Turgid decide to climb the stairs. Now we have rectified the situation, should we put to bed our qualms? What the hell is a qualm? Are they like quaaludes or... Mickey Finns? No, no. I just think it means that we should just discuss any issues that we think that we might have come up to avoid any further misunderstandings. I've never lived with a skinhead before, and you've never lived with an outrageously flamboyant chocolate starfish eater, have you? Well, I was wondering, in the unlikely scenario, see, I know big words too, in the event that some bird might fancy a bit of, how's your father? I can't, well, you know what I mean. Like I said to Mr. Spacey on the Heath, just spit it out, dear. I won't be offended. Um, well, you know, come over to my gaff and let me do you over the back of the Say's lounge. Just thinking of my bleeding back. I have one question. Uh, have you ever heard of Cocoli? You what? <laughs> Never mind, one can but dream. Yeah, I won't be having no part of your butt dreams, innit? Oh, you crack me up. Get it? Crack? <laughs> How about this? I often go and stay with Mama on the weekends, and as long as you change the sheets, if you do score or not, then you can have my bed. And if you do score, I will take the chaise lounge. Really, mate? Oh, you are a top greaser. Thanks, man. Well, that is my preference, but one can only play the hand that one is dealt. Now, shall we finish our drinks? Find somewhere to stick your toothbrush this evening? I will teach you how to play gin rubby, perhaps. And you got a telly light. My oldest tin lead. Chardonnay, he's always banging on about Netflix and chill down at her fella Dean's gaff. I thought that sounds progressive. Should we give it a go? I believe I'll have to look it up on Theodore's personal computer. I don't have one myself. Mama says that apples are a symbol of falling from the gods' grace, and if that's not good enough for her, then Mr. Gates must be a tool of Lucifer. I'll get Theodore to boot up the Commodore 64. Thirty minutes later... Well, 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 Netflix and chill does sound like quite the thrill. Now, you close the drapes and I'll fetch the popcorn and lubricant. You what? The butter, dear. Is salted okay with you? Oh, never mind. It all slides down the same way, doesn't it? Oh, flipping Ada. Oh, yeah. Harold and Turgid was brought to you by the Stu Simpson Show podcast. Written by Stu Simpson. The parts of Turgid Brown were played by Dave Jury, and the part of Harold Donald Foreman played by Stu Simpson himself. Remember, always keep peanut butter on your nipples, 
and don't let the dog near the toast. She will eat it. It's just one of those things. Take care, stay safe, and avoid all of the gorillas. There's plenty of the trees, and the squirrels have got camcorders, but mostly super 8, so that's fine.